This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. I am as always, your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and as always, joining me, my co-host, Adam Bell. How you doing, Peter? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> You're okay. I'm, I am doing fantastic, I guess. So as a backup, I have Audio Hijack Pro recording this on my side. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that Zoom is set to be sending its output to my AirPods, mm-hmm. uh, my AirPod Pros, um, Audio Hijack is hijacking that connection, and it is sending the output to a predefined output, which is not the AirPod Pros. So I've taken them off. Are you hearing any background noise? I don't hear anything now. Excellent. That's good to know. Yeah, I guess the Audio Hijack hijacked you. We cannot detect your speaker. Yeah, you were you were talking there. You were doing a really good mime. Yeah, well, you were too for a moment, and now it came back. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I'm not touching it, I'm not on it or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I did take my AirPods out, and I think it took Zoom that long to realize oh, that something was going it. on. So, yeah, I rebooted my computer before we started because, good man. It was acting a little wonky, and I'm like, well, yep. I don't need it to be wonky while Peter and I are talking today. Nope, and I rebooted last night to uh, apply the latest uh, Mac OS updates, mm-hmm. and cool. I've also installed the latest uh, iOS updates and iPad OS updates, nice. and watch OS updates, <laughs> sort of. Sort of? Yeah, I got my watch update. I don't... I'm... I didn't get notification of any new iOS updates, though. You should. It's at uh, 17.3. 17.3. Yeah, I'll take care of those. Well, I was able to update my Apple Watch Ultra 2. Mm -hmm. I was not yet able to update my Apple Watch Series 4. Why do you have two Apple Watches? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Well, my uh, my dad is at least temporarily uh, in a nursing home for rehab after he okay. had a nasty fall. Mm-hmm. So he now has full time human beings around him to detect if he has fallen. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need a watch to detect if he has fallen. So I figured, you know what? It's lighter and slimmer. Maybe I'll use this for sleep tracking. Okay. Not not that it's usually an issue, but I do notice occasionally if I wear the ocean band with my watch, mm-hmm. sometimes the bulk, I can feel the bulk, you know, while I'm sleeping or I'll wake up and it just, I'm aware of it. And, and, you know, I'm like, eh, so, but this after wearing an ultra for so long with the thick, you know, with the, with the ocean band, this yeah. thing is like nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. And I wore it last night for sleep. The one thing is um, it's a series four. It was getting less than eight hours of battery life because it was a, an old refurb that I picked up on Walmart like a year ago or a year and a half ago, I think. But I bought the three year protection plan mm-hmm. and I sent it in and they replaced both the screen and the battery. Yeah. 
that said the battery life on this thing is still pathetic compared to an ultra <laughs> it's like i look at it like i've been wearing it from you know like uh, like 10 o'clock or so and like the battery's at 80 percent. and i was like, really come on yeah. um but you know it's kind of nice having a slimmer watch again for a little bit um mm -hmm. but the reason i said it is i was able to update the ultra 2 this one will not take the 10.3 update i definitely had trouble doing the pairing and also applying the update it uh, keeps on insisting my phone is not connected to the internet, oh, yeah. uh, which which it is. So anyway, I figured I'll just wait. I did some searching. Some other people are having this problem. Maybe Apple will release 10.3.1. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Since I'm just using it for sleep tracking, I'm not terribly concerned. I probably should be, though, because there were definitely some security fixes in the release. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see, though. Anyway. Well, in mine... So, you know, I've, I've got the ultra one, uh, which you had an ultra one too, but the, you know, my own, the only thing that's kind of irritating to me, it's not here. It's a feature. I get it. So it's, you know, it, they want to maintain the battery life as long as possible and charging a battery to 100% and keeping it at 100% builds bad memory. So I get that. So they do the. Um, I guess it does about 75%. You know, it, it detects your normal behavior. Yep. Uh, it hasn't detected, I wish it would detect, it's smart, but it's not smart enough. I wish it would detect on the weekends, I go to the farm. And on the weekends, I typically go even longer without a charge. You know? mm -hmm. And I might, I might go two days without a charge. And so yep. if I have to kind of anticipate, especially when I'm traveling and tell it the night before, give me a hundred percent and it'll do it and it'll do it for a couple of days. Um, yep. So that is nice. But if you're, some people may not know about that feature, but it's cool. Yeah. I, I know about the feature and it always seems to me, I, I have not, I have not yet identified the pattern that my watches uh follow when it comes to their smart charging every now and then i'll just notice and it's got the you know 80 percent hook, yeah, hook you know no, showing no that it's not you know, it's like i'm done i'm done i could do i could do more but you don't need more and i'm like okay that's great um but you know and and usually i'm like okay that's great and then i find that i've like taken it off the charger and put it back on and starts charging up to full again and i don't need it to and mm -hmm. so i i really don't know but, but i mean my hope is that i'll make the the ultra 2 last longer if i'm you know not wearing it at night or not wearing it as much or whatnot because the other thing is the reason i'm not wearing it as much right now is i am not running as much mm. by that which, which is to say i am not running at all oh because I I had an MRI and it, uh, it, it my, my knees I, mean, I won't go into details on this show but my knees pretty messed up let's just leave yeah. it at that yeah well, so uh, yeah but I have not run like at all since late last year so late December when I was in New Orleans was the last time I did any kind of running and um, you know I haven't done anything real since October since the injury. Um, you pump up the so, bike then? Uh, well, you can't tell right now. Maybe you can with the occasional bob from side to side, but I am on my desk bike at this very moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm doing my best to keep myself active. I've gotten back into periodically just throwing the kettlebell around. 
and you know like in between calls or whatnot i'll just do a few sets on the weight bench and just you know trying to get myself moving and i'm getting back into yoga more regularly so you know those are all good things um mm -hmm. my, my push-ups don't hurt as much um shoulder seems to be knock on wood feeling a little better so well apparently i now have have sympathetic shoulder pain because well yeah i've never had shoulder pain um <laughs> I mean, I've, and I've bench pressed, I bench, press, you know, all of my adult life and yeah. I've bench pressed heavy and I've never had shoulder pain until today. I was <laughs> bench pressing 225. We were doing sets of four, 225, oh. uh, fourth, fourth set. I did two. And when I pushed it at the top, my shoulder said, uh, uh, so I took one more down and I'm like, nope, it's in, and it, oh. and it hurts. So I'm going to be doing some physical therapy to it over the next couple of weeks to, I mean, my own physical therapy. I'm, I don't really, I don't, today, I don't think I need an expert, but I do not need to do, if I do nothing, that's bad. Well, it depends, you know, if it depends, it depends, that depends on what the definition of nothing is. Well, well, you, I, know? you know, I might do some stretch. If I can't, if I can't put weight on it, then I won't put weight on it but i yeah that's I nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i can stretch and i can put i can put some weight on it and i can massage it and i iced it and yep let's see i i think and for me you know that's the thing is like my shoulder probably i mean sorry my, my shoulder my knee um probably would have gotten better sooner if i had done legitimately nothing Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I didn't stop at all. Right. Oh, so, cause, cause I can, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, which, uh, we've discussed on this podcast before how dumb that is. And yet here we are, I'm still <laughs> doing that. Um, but what I'm, where I'm going with that is like my knee actually feels better these last couple of weeks right after not doing anything but like yoga and a little bit on the exercise bike mm -hmm. um and the, the problem is like every time that i would get to feeling about that last time i would start running again <laughs> and pain again right mm -hmm. so you know like all right well let's just let's try not doing that for a little while so mm -hmm. there you go <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the, uh, the, the choice is, you know, if we don't, if we don't get older and we don't, uh, have injuries, then we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I don't know about that. I think you can still have injuries and be dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you can be dead <laughs> and injured. I'm just saying. So, so keep that in mind. You yeah. know, it's not it's not a not a uh, not a not proof. Uh, you know, death is not proof of injury. I think you just at that point you just don't care anymore. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care anymore. So, speaking of looking younger or looking older, I had to go back through 205 podcast posts and manually update the URL because there's no scripted way 
that I could figure out how to do it. And when I figured out the time it was going to take, it's going to take me about an hour and a half to go through each one at a time, which I did because I could spend an hour and a half trying to figure out how to script it in WordPress for a one-time thing. And I was like, I'll just, I don't have time for that. So, wow. So, but See, anyway, I, I did detect, I actually found some podcasts that we had out there that didn't the even have, they weren't even live. Like oh. posts, but the the MP3 was not attached and verified. So I attached those and verified those. And then uh, there's also lots of pictures of us in the past. And uh, oh goodness, we looked younger. <laughs> huh? Why? Why? Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know. One of the first podcasts I look at with the picture. You don't have any gray, or if you do have gray, the screen oh. can't pick it up. <laughs> oh. Wait, how many years have we been doing this now? Since 2016. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's and a we while. Had, we had a lot of podcasts. We had uh, we had a big cybersecurity podcast. We had oh, Bill yeah. and Kevin and Tim on one, and we, mm -hmm. we had Tim a lot more times than I recall as a guest. Oh yeah, no, Tim Richter was a, a semi regular, uh, you know, se semi regular uh, member. Mm -hmm. So, so that was fun. But yeah, I. So the the reason I updated all those URLs. So when I knew. I knew that this could happen. I, I I knew that at some point, if the pot, well, the reason I, I, the podcast could take off and uh, the bandwidth utilization would not have been able to handle it from GoDaddy. So I always anticipated if it ever got to be big, then uh, we'd have to do something else there on the files. But uh, let me guess, not... let, me, let me guess. No, and, and, now that that has happened, <laughs> yeah. your hosting provider for the podcast has given you, I'm going to say, 60 to 90 days notice, letting you know that we might need to consider either upgrading to a more robust hosting package or transition and migrate to another host. Is that is that what happened? Yes, except it was 83 days less than that. <laughs> I was I, close. I got six-day notification that if I did not adjust these files, then my account was going to be closed and terminated. And when they delete the account, it cannot be restored. And awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no heads up. Just it was the 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 net violation thing that they sent to me. And here's the thing. They, they wanted the podcast files moved, but I had a number of other files that I have an FTP server with them. And these files have been sitting on the FTP server since 2008. Mm -hmm. And they've been static for the last four years because we've abandoned the FTP server. And now we do things like SharePoint and, you know, it was a company share. Mm -hmm. But that's the things that they were, they're like, this has absolutely has to be deleted. You can't do this. These files are in a, a violation. I'm like, is, how's it in violation? I, I mean, I'm not, these are me using FTP. 
I, I, I put a file there. I need to retrieve it. But apparently you're not supposed to use your web server as a file server in any form or fashion. And you know what? I get that. Yeah. I, you know, as someone who used to have a web hosting business with customers who would abuse that, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, one of my customers, this was back, geez, well over 10 years ago. This is back when I was completely in Bethel before, you know, before I, I back, back in Vermont, before I started splitting my time in mass, I had a company and was a, um, an advertising company. And, you know, these companies, these people would like, they would get on my case because they could not email a 50 meg Photoshop document. (laughs) And it's been taking forever. Why is it so slow and blah, blah, blah and and stuff. And they would also just, you know, they they at one point were, I mean, they were paying for, you know, just back, like, I think, I think a hundred megs of space, Mm -hmm. which, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you could do a decent website for that for a small business and stuff. Mm -hmm. They routinely were going over a gig and they were just, they would just instead, oh, we can't email stuff. Okay. Well, we'll just upload it to our website. And that was it. But then they would never delete it. You know, I was like, look, if you need to transfer a large file to your customer, sure. Throw it on their website. Once they've downloaded it, delete it. Nope never going to delete it. They would never delete a thing. And so, and then on top of that, they stopped paying their bill. Oh yeah. Thanks guys. And so I was like, okay, well you stop paying your bill. I'll stop hosting your site. And that went over really well. Big file in Apache. Yeah. I was just like, huh? Oh, well, so uh, yeah. So that, that problem went away. Mm -hmm. Uh, The business kind of went away too. So, all right. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, so I I can understand that, but the whole, like, it's been like this for four years, you have seven days or six days notice. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly how long, I think it was more than seven days. I think it might've been 30 days, but we, you know, back in the day too, early on, I remember I hosted with a bunch of different providers. I tried every way under the sun. Like, you know, I was like infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, software as a service, hosting models. And at one point I had a virtual server from GoDaddy uh, also, right? And it was like, here's your virtual machine. And it was running Red Hat, I don't remember, Red Hat low digit number, you know, version. And they're like, okay, um, I think it was like 30 days from now, this server's being terminated. You know, you have to migrate to a new one. There's no upgrade path. We're no longer supporting Red Hat six or whatever it was and that was it it was just no migration path whatsoever and i was like how the hell do you guys maintain you know your position as the world's largest hosting provider when you keep doing stupid bleep like this (laughs) you know i was just like ah it must be a ton of people out there who are like oh Okay, I guess we have another project now. Let's go do it. No other choice because there couldn't possibly be another place where we could host our website. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that was fun. So Not we're we now uh, testing Amazon S3 as a uh, as a service provider. So, yep. Okay, and easy. which which S3 tier did you use? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> because there are multiples. Yeah. Um. I was just listening to the latest, uh, maybe it was last week, um, the Amazon uh, podcast, their update. 
And um, they have now a an S3 offering. I forget what it's called, but it's like a super low latency offering. And they're offering, you know, depending on your geographic region, like milliseconds of response time. So it's essentially a file server at that point. You know, it's not this like, you know, yeah, we'll get you your download when it gets around to starting. Um, but, you know, Amazon S3, I think that's probably one of the, oldest AWS services that I have have experience with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it used to be back in the day, it was like, it's just S3. There you go. And then they added Glacier. And now there are numerous different flavors of S3 and flavors of Glacier. And, you know, they all basically like, you know, depend on your, they're different depending on your access time requirements, how long you need to store the data there. You know, like if it's like if it's something when you do a restore, like for my personal files, like lots of old books and archives and things that I will, you know, if I need it, I can, you know, if I if I if I get it tomorrow, I'm fine. I'll throw those in Glacier infrequent access and just leave it there. And, mm -hmm. you know, most time I get like a bill for like six dollars a month and I just don't think about it. But if you wanted to use it to, say, back up your website or a website for a customer and you want to be able to restore it, you know, like within an hour or something like that, you don't want to be waiting for, you know, the the one to eight hours for the, you know, the standard restore time. So I'm in a general purpose bucket and mm -hmm. I think I'm in, I, I think I also chose, I did not choose multi-regional. Mm -hmm. Replication. Okay. So they got it. Whoever's accessing this is coming to the US East Ohio region from no matter where they are. Right. And for a podcast download, that's fine. It's right. Yeah. Our our average podcast size is about 75 meg. Yeah. Our, and and if I shrink but, it, it could be half that. Right. But, but again, you know, if you're downloading a podcast from across the, you know, other side of the planet, it's probably fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause we, you know, unless you're there sitting there clicking right now, play, 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 play. You yeah, know, you wouldn't, you're, you wouldn't you're, want to buffer it live from China, but you could fair enough from China and listen to it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so that's probably working just fine. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, my only complaint, I don't know, I, I'll probably come up with some more complaints, but my current complaint <laughs> with with the upload into the bucket, I was I had to upload um, 207 files. Well, if I selected all 207 files, the HTML tried to choose like 30 of those to upload at once. Not, hmm. not three or four to upload at once or even one. 30. Yeah. Yeah. It would, I mean, it would, it would do all the way to the next screen of, of like, who wrote this code? I mean, especially if you're doing uploads, first in, first out is the most efficient way to upload single files if you don't mm -hmm. want to kill the bandwidth or if your bandwidth yeah. is, I don't know, coax cable that only has 50 meg upload. Yeah. That's a one or two buffer. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, I was disappointed at that. I'm like, because it's not like this isn't mature technology. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's the file file transfers of that that's been around. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And how and, old and, is how old is FTP? I forget. I I remember oh, celebrating F its birthday years ago. Yeah, FTP is 
is older than SMTP. Um, yeah, it's older than it's older than you and me. Uh, FTP was first described in a white paper in 1971. Yep, April 16th, 1971. Yep. There you go. So it's got a birthday coming up in a couple months. All right, great. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? The internet has been around for a while. But yeah, you were saying that SMTP only came around in the 80s, right? Uh, how old is it? While we're looking, SMTP. <laughs> 1990 yeah 1982 okay there you go i knew i knew it was newer but i didn't remember like we're talking how new so mm -hmm. all right here's the protocols and standards so yeah so i got my love letter from godaddy at first i thought it was uh i thought it was spam because <laughs> it was a hit it came from netvio at whatever solutions.com you know whatever their home parent domain is and here's oh. the other thing it wasn't a nice letter and i was like but whatever they don't care so i did want to report to them it was done it was i couldn't even there wasn't even a reply place the only place that i could reply is they gave me the phone number for customer service so i could call customer service to, to tell them that i acquiesced to their request good luck with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure that's going to go because the customer service person will know all about the problem that you have and <laughs> be able to, you know, sure articulate and address the issue for you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I did, uh, I did delete them and I was like, so it's not, it's not worth spending another minute of my life talking to yep. them about it. So. Well, I felt that way too. I was frustrated banging my head against the wall, trying to get my, App, my old Apple watch to upgrade to 10.3. And I was just like, you know, I'm almost, you know what? I could call Apple. I even reached for the phone and I started dialing 1-800-MY-APPLE. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait and see if this one fixes itself. You know, I really not worried, that worried anyway right now. Maybe I should be. Maybe I'm a bad security professional. Really not worried about my watch getting hacked because... This thing can't surf the web. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it, one thing it's, it's interesting is like in general, you know, look, I look at it, tells time, just great. It's fine. It does not have the always on display. So I have to actually look at it again. That's fine. It's actually less distracting. I don't find myself looking at my watch while my hand is down on the, on the desktop and stuff. Okay, fine. Great. Um, this thing can barely get email. <laughs> You know, it's like, I'm certainly not clicking on links and attachments and stuff in the emails, et cetera. So mm -hmm. hoping I'll be okay until, uh, uh, until, and if Apple gets around to, you know, fixing this problem. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see, but not holding my breath. All so. right. So switching, switch, switching gears, light or light gear. Uh, I don't know if this is a nifty or, um, have you read I don't know if I mentioned them, The Stranger Times. Have mm -hmm. I mentioned that book? So it's a, um, it's, uh, the author is a, oh, he's an Irish comedian and he's written 18 books. And it, he go he writes with, by the uh, name of C.K. McDonald. But I apparently, well, his middle initial is K and I can't find what his middle initial is, but in his other books, 
he he call he calls himself Keeve. And um I don't know if Keeve is his middle name, uh, but his first name is spelled C A I M H. And you know, I'm not real great in Gaelic, but I couldn't find any way that C A I M H would equal Keeve in well. <laughs> can you find a way that S I O B H A N is Siobhan? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe, maybe that's just how you spell it. <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> so, but not his name aside that that slightly amuses me. Uh, he has two books. He's got a, a man. Well, he's got more than one. Like he's got eighteen. He's got a number of series, and one of them is the the man with one of those faces. It's the first book, and then the Stranger Times. And the Stranger Times is um, like like the Inquirer, you know, the magazine, the Inquirer. But imagine a aliens and vampires, you know. So like the the x-files version of the inquirer with far-fetched stories and all sure. of that and they... inquiring minds want to know man <laughs> yeah and so the story is based around the um the newspaper that does this publication and weird things that happen around them supernatural and everything else and it is fun um and i do i actually like hearing the narrator do it because he does he does english accents really well and he differentiates you know the accent like if he's in manchester he's doing a manchester accent like if the character's oh. from there if okay you know versus he, a cockney accent or something yeah you know and i i probably know it a little i could probably recognize accents a little bit better than other people but if they if they gave me five different accents, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure I could guess the Mancurian, but uh, and I probably, you know, the Irish and the Scottish, you know, they would be insulted, and the Welsh, they were like, yeah, that's a you insult me. I'm like, sorry, you can't tell if I'm from Tennessee or Georgia though. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good that's good <laughs> that's pretty accurate yeah how far away is tennessee from georgia and how far far away is manchester from the you know the from the cockney region i don't know <laughs> well yeah i mean their whole nation is much more compact and it kind of amazes me how how big of an accent difference there is i mean there's there's 750 miles from you and me Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not sure if that's interstate miles or that's as the crow flies. Those are crow flies miles, man. <laughs> so Georgia, which does have a different accent than me, uh, you know, they're three hours away. Theirs is theirs is a lot peachier, isn't it? Peachier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yours is a little more 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 uh, barbecuey. Barbecuey, yeah. Ours is uh, I don't know. Ours is I don't know. A little more functional less flowery um and kind of in some ways sounds a little bit dumber at times 
then you get over to Kevin Landers in North Carolina and it, it really sounds dumb. <laughs> I'm just joking, my North Carolina friends. <laughs> Except Kevin. Except Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we all have the the accent doesn't necessarily show what's in the mind. So all right. So that was so that was my uh book series recommendation i i've enjoyed everything that i've read by uh mcdonnell and yeah. even as man with one of those faces there's i think there's four or five books with there and there's spinoffs from there and um there's a main character bunny mccarran and yeah. he's got his own spinoff from there i i enjoy books like that where you have the spinoff characters where people were interested so anyway so I I don't know what my next uh, Audible book is going to be, but thanks to you, I am an Audible Unlimited subscriber now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't recall at this point, I, I think I might have been off of the $5 for the first three months uh, thing. I think mm-hmm. I'm actually in the, you know, full full paid kind of thing right now. So mm-hmm. um, so far, all the books I've gotten, well, I got that first one, uh, Starter Villain. Yeah, but did you uh, which was good. It? I did. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. great. That was yeah, great. Was now, this is funny, though, because the, another Audible original is called The Starter X. When it comes to love, she's crushing it. <laughs> so, I don't know if they picked that because of the similarity in the titles or what. Um, but the next two books that I read were uh, from Scott Jurek, uh, one of the world's most you know prolific ultra marathoners. Uh-huh. So I'm still trying to keep in touch with the sport, you know, even though I'm not ultraing right now. Um, so I've got a few more, uh, you know, I've got like Ultra Marathon Man, Rise of the Ultra Runners, Broken Open, Mountains, Demons, Treadmills, and The Search for Nirvana. Nice um so i got all these different you know books sitting here that it's saying hey since you like scott jurek so much maybe you like some of these so um yes i just don't know just yet i'm not sure uh i don't know what i want to be you know what i want to do for my next uh for my next book but uh yeah i mean if you got other i i like fiction you know i really like some fiction stuff because generally my um um for nonfiction, I've been getting most of that out of the Blinkist summaries. Mm-hmm. So rather than reading the whole thing, I, you know, because I've got a Blinkist subscription, which I'm getting back into the habit of using as well recently. Um, and, you know, so I like, I like to listen to long form books to be entertained, you know, so that's why I'm listening to those. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I'll, uh, but I'll keep you, you know, keep you posted here. I know I, I listen to some fictional, um, you like super villain books too. Mm-hmm. There's one was, I think it was like something like rise of, or, or something like, you know, the, the D list super villains or something. Uh. <laughs> and I read one of them. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it had like all the tropes in this guy in his super lair, but he was like, like three rungs down below Lex Luthor. And, and he goes in this whole thing about how, you know, the, the layers in disrepair and he messed up this and didn't do that. Right. But yet still somehow is to manage to get the modern day um, Venus, the, or um, uh, Aphrodite as his girlfriend. Oh. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it was a pretty funny book. So yeah. well, maybe I'll go that way. You know, I, I just recently finished uh, 
uh, Sherlock Holmes and Count Dracula. And it's a, there's more than Ooh. one of those. And I, I did enjoy it. Uh, you, yeah, now that, that one's in there. Um, but I, uh, I don't enjoy Sherlock Holmes as much as I feel like I should. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you, if you, if you describe Sherlock Holmes to me, I, you know, like, oh yeah, that's, that's a, but I, I end up not enjoying it as much as I think I should, but that, that one was a pretty good crossover. It's, it's I, I find AC Doyle's work to be a little dry and I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it, and maybe I'm misremembering. So a few years ago when I started, um, when I pivoted out of Deadlands and mostly into Rippers for my Sunday night games, you may recall Rippers being the setting where, you know, you're basically the Victorian Justice League. Oh. So, you know, so it's like you, you're, you know, essentially the, you, you, you team up against Dracula, werewolves, mummies, uh, Dr. Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, mm -hmm. Dr. Jekyll, and at the top of the food chain, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you're you're fighting all those guys. So just doing my prep work for all of the, the games that I was running, I would just sit down and either read or have Audible read, you know, or, or you know, Siri or A Word read uh, like Dracula, Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. uh sherlock holmes novels uh doctor the strange case of dr jekyll and mr hyde etc etc and you know hg wells stuff so that was a lot of fun but i think if you can find good mashups you know written in modern day stuff you know that if that's you know an improvement that's great and i think uh you know a little bit of a side and aside apparently copyright laws in the united states did not get extended this year huh. so apparently oh i already added it to my uh i, I just bought it in audible <laughs> so, um you but a classified dossier yeah uh, oh i don't know i just uh oh the, the the message that you sent yes so um but anyway sorry listener we're getting off track here with the <laughs> back channel chats here um where was i going help Ah, oh, copyright. Thank copyright. you. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. This is what it is. Don't multitask, Peter. Don't look at the chats. Um, apparently, copyright has not been extended for the first time in a long time. And that means that Mickey Mouse is slated to head into the public domain soon if it hasn't happened already. I thought they sorted that out legally. Well, hold on a second. Uh, when does Mickey Mouse become public domain? Let's see here. Uh, yeah, first iteration of Mickey Mouse is headed for public domain in 2024. Um, oh, in January 2024, it says the copyright for Steamboat Willie expired from 1928. So, um, yeah, because it was 75 years was copyright. And, you know, and, and Disney was the huge lobbying, you know, forced to do that. They moved copyright out. I don't remember what it was originally, but it was 50 years for a long time. And then it was like uh, lifetime of the author plus 70 years to a maximum of 95 years or some mm -hmm. such. Um, so now Steamboat Willie from 1928, here we are at 19 in uh, 2023. So that's 95 years, right? Yeah. 
so there, there's the maximum. So, so we've hit that. Um, so apparently Mickey Mouse is now public domain, as are Sherlock Holmes and Count Dracula. And that's why, yeah. So that's why you can have a book that features Count Dracula and Sherlock Holmes. And I think that's great. So the question is, when does Superman go public domain? When can I start using? Because it's funny. It's not the reason that I do it, but like in my Sunday night games when I run the superpowers games, right? It's it's not the same thing. You know, we don't generally have Superman, Batman. There, there's one exception. There's Captain America. I let that one slide. But generally, I make all my players and all of my non-player characters, they have to be a pastiche. You know, you can't be original, right? You're not Superman in this game. You can be Supreme Man, you know, or Super Guy or, you know, something like that. But, and it's not because of, you know, of copyright. But I jokingly say, like, oh, we don't want any copyright violations in our Sunday night games, guys. You know, so mm. anyway. Well, that that actually answers a question that I had. So. It's the Sherlock Holmes and Count Dracula. It's the classified dossier. And according to the the book, this is the first book in the series. And Sherlock Holmes has died. And now Watson is able to tell the stories because he promised not to tell them while Sherlock Holmes was still alive. And you uh. know, and and he had he slightly he's kind of set the stage. He said I'm slightly changing the stories of things that may have been told in the past to protect the people who are still living. And now that they're no longer living, I can tell the truth. Excellent. So every story, you know, you can, he could, he could do Hounds of Baskerville all over again and it yep. not be the same because these are the actual facts, not we don't need to protect is, the innocent any longer. So, which is brilliant. I I, I like yep. things like that when they're like, "I'm going to change the story, and this is how I'm going to do it." Yeah, I you know I'm getting more sympathetic to changing you know the stories and stuff. And so I think we've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but several years ago I took a an edX. It was my first edX class that I took. And it was on comics in pop culture. Mm -hmm. And what I grew to appreciate is that comic book characters are just the latest, the current pop culture iterations of myths, you know, mythology, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a child, my dad would tell me stories of, you know, like the Greek heroes, Perseus, Heracles, you know, Odysseus, etc. Mm -hmm. And, you know, realizing, okay, you know, these guys, you know, guys and gals now are just, um, you know, the latest embodiments of those. Of course, there's going to be changes, right? You know, of course, they're going to look a little different, act a little different, and you're retelling a story. Um, and and I guess I realized that, um, you know, one of the things I like, um, so Marvel just wrapped up recently, wrapped up season two of their series, What If, mm -hmm. which is, you know, like an alternate reality kind of thing. It's like, what if this happened? Like, what if Captain America never got the super soldier serum and never picked up the shield? What could have happened, right? What mm -hmm. if... Bruce Banner didn't become the Hulk, right? What if 
what if the Fantastic Four didn't take that rocket ship into space that day and you know become the Fantastic Four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in DC Comics, on their side, they have the same thing. It's but it's called Elseworlds. Elseworlds. And again, it's just another alternative. You know, it's the exact same concept. But big surprise, you know, DC and Marvel riffing off each other. You know, um, so and I realized I always liked those. You know, I liked those uh, alternates. I, I liked Elseworlds a little more than What Ifs. Um, but as I grew to appreciate those, I started realizing that, you know, these are just like different expressions of concepts and I like those. So, um, you know, if you look in the current thing, like right now, I don't remember how many current, um, animated or live action Batman universes there are, but you know, you've got the Ben Affleck one, which I guess is done at this point. You've got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You've got the what Robert Pattinson said the the other the Batman, um, and then you've got the DC and the the guy who played uh, the vampire from Twilight. He's yeah. he's Batman, a di- whole new different type of Batman. Um, so you've got all these different you know like incarnations of Batman right now, mm-hmm. and I can understand how people might get confused and not you know not not keep track of those and so. But um, my point though is like it's it's interesting now that we have sorry my iPad is ringing, telling me that it's time to start podcasting because uh, we're an hour early and it didn't get the memo. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see what happens. And so, incidentally, I did double check. Superman and Batman are still copyrighted for another ten years. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we got to wait for wait for them before I can use them officially on Sunday night. But hey, Mickey Mouse looks like he's uh, he's out there. So. He's about ready to be a superhero in your game. Super Mouse. Super Mouse. <laughs> Well, you know, one thing that I, so uh, that series, I was talking about Stranger Times, uh, the good, the, what I like about it is it's written by uh, somebody in another country with their own different lures. And it, it is interesting and fun to hear about new, you know, strange things that I'm not used to hearing. I don't hear the yep. same strange stories. I could hear new strange stories, which I like. Different perspectives. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So well, tell them about Mickey Mouse and see what they do with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, do you like um, books written from the perspective of a 19 year old girl that's essentially uh, girl porn? Do you like books like that? Yeah. I mean, I can't <laughs> really. <laughs> think of any examples of that so i'm gonna have to lean towards no but could we put a, could we put a pin in that for just one minute Let's, can we pause pause on that for just one minute because i need to pause for a second okay girl porn 19 year old girl porn so my (laughs) i mean i I gotta say as a father of three i think you might have a little more experience with this than i do uh only two only i only have two father of sorry three women in the house two of them yes sorry sorry sorry. i was close i was close use our listeners (laughs) oh there's a third but wait wait we're not we're not we're not talking about zelda she's not (laughs) part 
Oh, okay. Oh, Got it. Sorry. <laughs> we can edit this out, right? Okay. Yeah. So my, my office manager and I, uh, we share books back and forth that we like on audible and, uh, often, you know, she likes things that, that I also enjoy and, and vice versa. And she told me about fourth wing, which is, I think becoming a movie or show or something now, uh, by Rebecca Yaros. And so I didn't even, I didn't even research it. I just, you know, I had audible credits, so I got it and I started listening to it and yeah, I'll save you. Don't, don't waste a credit on it. If you didn't, if you didn't enjoy twilight, then you won't enjoy this, that, you know, it's, but it's got all kinds of elements that you would think that you would enjoy. You know, they're, they are dragon riders and they're going to a dragon rider school. So it's kind of like Harry Potter in that way, except they're all 19 year old girls and boys. And, you know, it's cutthroat and Katie holds the bar when it comes to sex and everything else, you know, and it's like, and it, uh, so I, I wanted to finish the book. But I did, I was like, I am so over this. Mm -hmm. A sex scene, sex scene started between the main character and her boyfriend. And I start fast forwarding. And I'm on Audible. I fast forwarded for 21 minutes before the sex scene was over. <laughs> wow, 21 minutes. I mean, well, you know, okay. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> It's like, are you kidding me? This is awful. I mean, I did not enjoy, and it was all, I mean, it was all like 19 year old girl angst and like the, the way that these, like, it was like twilight. I mean, the guy no, never, never read it. Haven't seen the movies. Also never saw 50 shades of gray or read the books. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I couldn't finish 50 shades of gray either. It was, just, it, they're all the same. It's like, a girl has an idea what a man is like and what his brain works like. And it is not like that. It doesn't work like <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, well, there you go. Hey, but I got a question. So, so no, I don't, I don't have any experience with that sort of book. So, so you don't, you don't have to, you, you can save your time on that one. I won't get those. Okay, good. Um, question. Um, you mentioned something about 4k monitors being dual. Yes. So I bought, I bought a 4k monitor. So I'm on my MacBook pro and I've got a, whatever Cal digital 4k displitter and so I bought one and I was like, okay, I really like it. It looks sharp. Um, and I, I needed to get the other one because when I have everything over on the other screen, it doesn't look as sharp anymore. And as my eyes are getting older, I want it to look better. So I got the second monitor pleased with the quality. I had an interesting thing where my, I use keeper for my password mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, however, it was, um, processing the data in it it looked blurry and i mean it, it didn't just look blurry it was blurry <laughs> and uh i you know it, and it was the only application that was doing it so i figured it had something to do with hardware software acceleration the way the way that it was handling pixels i didn't really care enough to even look into it but when i replaced the second monitor the problem went away when I hit 4K on both sides, the problem went away. So now my screen is sharp. 
all the way across, and it's awesome. Okay. So I, can avoid, I can avoid glasses for at least another year or two. Well played. <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of funny because uh, I wonder how you, you know, because you, you mentioned, uh, you know, 4K dual, you know, dual monitors. So I'm talking to you, I'm looking at you on a 4K display I got around a year ago or so. Mm -hmm. um, and I got it from Monoprice, who's, you know, it's decent. It's it's not great. It's, it's like a no frills, you know, bargain basement 4K monitor. But, the you know, the resolution is beautiful. I love it. Mm -hmm. The only complaint I have is that when a certain amount of screen real estate becomes black or dark there's a very noticeable flicker in the screen huh. right so if i have like dark mode or if i have a big terminal prompt window or something like that you know happens that it's it's very big very noticeable and i looked at it you know i changed the cables i changed this that the other i had lots of other people complain about it i was like all right well, whatever it was it was like 300 some odd bucks and this was a year ago so yeah. for a 32 inch display i was like i'm not gonna complain you know um but now that i'm splitting my time between here and vermont again i was like well maybe now is the time so one of the reasons I need to drive today is it's the last day that Best Buy up in uh, New Hampshire is holding my new um, uh, LG 32-inch 4K monitor that I have waiting for me up there. So I will do. I also have dual 4K displays. It just happens to be that they're in different states. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. I was curious about that. Yeah, I put I stretched mine out to see if the the black did any problems and. No, yeah no what's, what's the size i didn't catch what's the the dimensions 27 27 yeah and yeah, you know 27 32 it's not i i had previous to this i had an ultra wide you know yeah. uh display it was essentially you take two i don't remember how big i think it was like taking two 27 inch monitors or two you know two 19 I, I forget it was it was big let me just put it that mm. way but it wasn't ultra high def you know, it was, it was low res. So, uh, you know, and, and, and that got really annoying because, you know, yeah, I could go stretching, but vertically it was just like having an old school monitor. And, you know, I think it, it only did like 1400 vertical or something. I forget it was, it was, but it was noticeably annoyingly, you know, short. Yeah. So I was like, Oh God. Okay, great. Well, there you go. Um, when, so I didn't make that mistake. I didn't go ultra wide. It is widescreen, but it's not ultra widescreen. So, and I think this is a pretty sweet spot. And I use it now. Technically, I have three displays because I have my MacBook as my main one and my keyboard that I use. And I also use my iPad, my new uh, iPad Air as my, you know, a third display off to the right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's so, yeah, I was just curious. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm on a Mac and there was a special ultra sharp font setting i shared it with with you and scott when i was first figuring that out and that's really what made a big difference for me in this quality it makes whatever like microsoft's old you know whatever the whatever that font was it's the same thing for mac but it, it Ver, 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 was it verdana I, I forget i forget that yeah but yeah i, I get it so it's, it's kind of funny. So as I'm doing this, like I just moved the zoom window 
And, you know, with a Mac, if you move a window, if you drag, well, I don't know if it's a Mac thing or if this is the window manager I have going on, if it's the um, rectangle uh, that I have. But when I take this window, the Zoom window we're in, and I'm flopping it around my screen, you can't tell. But when I hold yeah, it up to the glasses. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so when I hold it up to the very top of the screen, it want, and I let it go, it will magnet, uh, magnetize. It will maximize. Uh -huh. But the funny thing is, when I hold it there, as it just you know, it dims the screen a little bit, it starts to flicker, and it's mm -hmm. doing that exact. That's the exact same thing that I do. So whatever I've done, it's gotten that exact amount of screen real estate that it needs to mess up to to make you know do that annoying flickering thing so mm -hmm. it's definitely a reproducible problem so cool anyway one you know what one last quick thing and then we probably wrap up for the day is the uh you know as an it professional uh spear phishing you know we're a good we're a good target for a hacker you know because we have multiple tenants and, you know, like, oh, well, I want to get an MSP. Well, I got, I got a really good ConnectWise spear phishing email today. Okay. Uh, and it's sent, it's sent over and it had everything that you get in a ConnectWise, you know, message to say that you've logged in somewhere else. And it said that I logged in in California and it logged in to a different domain than mine. You know, because I have my own unique domain for my MSP, whatever dot on screenconnect.com. But I'd logged into another one. I'm like, how's that possible? Because I have MFA. And so I I didn't even Wait, say, say that again. Back so I missed miss something. Say that again. It said that I logged in because I get a notification every time right. somebody on my team or my Logs or in. I log into ConnectWise from Got somewhere it. new. Yep. And it, and it said that I just logged in into a new location in uh, California. Okay. okay. And it looked real and it was a different domain. Ah. Uh. Out and this wasn't actually my primary account either. I have more than one account just because I'm the primary account i have to have a secondary account in case i get in get out i can't get into that account for whatever reason but it it tricked me for a minute because i was like wait what how did they get in so i want i mean i logged in separately to to log into my account to see what my activity was uh but it it wanted you to click it and it took you to a totally different domain but the only the only thing that was wrong with it was uh, they changed the URL to put some like dot whatever at the end of it, but it was the full ConnectWise domain name. It it looked really good. Somebody spent some time on it. Okay. All right. Well, at least they're taking their time, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they. Uh, I wonder if they uh, used AI to make it. <laughs> ah. I I could send it to you if you wanted. I'd be curious to take a look at it. I definitely would. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the better ones. Uh, All right. Cool. So, well, cool. Do it well, my way. I think that we have uh, exhausted our list for today. Oof. I think we're good. <laughs> In that case, why don't you take us out? Well, let's take, let's take it out. Your listener. Uh, we would like your feedback, and we're on a new domain now, so we're at faster speeds, and 
who knows? We're probably even more Google searchable now that we're on well, a new server, but same domain, right? You can still find us on blurringthelinespodcast.com, can't you? Yes, you can. Oh, okay, you had me worried there for a minute. <laughs> and then if you'd like to hear where we are and what we're doing, you can find Peter at yogawithpeter.com, friendswithbrews.com, mastodon at nicolaitis at infosec.exchange. You can find me at Sublime Computer Services, sublimecomp.com, rrlavenderfarm.com, and at the Xtwit Sublime Comp. TwitX. TwitX. That's what And with it. that, TwitX. Yeah, I've been calling it TwitX. So. TwitX. And with that, it is time to push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.